Let's bow our heads for prayer. Heavenly Father, you remind us in your word today that we are a consecrated people, that you have touched us, formed us, made us, and called us to be yours, that you have appointed us to carry your word a world in rebellion against you. And in our deeds to express your love to the world and to those around us. Father, we pray by your word and spirit, give us the strength and the courage to face this world and to be that yeast that leavens a whole lump, to be that salt that flavors a community, a neighborhood, a world. Father, we pray, help us to be your people in word and in deed. In Jesus' name, amen. We see in our readings today how God engages the world through the prophets, through his own son, through us. When we take a hard and honest look at our world, we can see as God did at the time of of Jeremiah the prophet, that the world had wandered so far away from him. That the evil of the world was clearly evident. And that it seemed insurmountable. Is there any difference today? It's easy for us as Christians as we see the things evolving in the culture around us to become discouraged and say, what can we do? How do we fight against evil? And that's really what it is. Anytime there is a spiritual vacuum in the hearts of man or in the leadership of a nation, Satan knows how to use it to his advantage. Shame on a nation that allows infants to be killed.
very clear in Jeremiah. Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you, and before you were born, I consecrated you. We have a God who shapes us and who molds us, who forms us, and who brings life to us. And we as mankind think that we know better than God. The voice of one crying in the wilderness. That's what we need to be. God's people crying in the midst of the wilderness of a culture and a people that have forgotten about what God says. And so we are called by him to stand up strong with the voice. And how do we do that? How do we fight against the evil? We do it with the love of Jesus Christ in word and in deed. People will say, well, that doesn't get you very far very fast. That's okay, because you see, what we do is we begin to impact this world, one soul, one person, one individual at a time, and we show them the love of Jesus Christ. And when we exercise it, not only in word, but in also deed, the question might often arise, why are you doing this for me? You don't even know me. And we speak because Jesus loves you and he has called me to serve you. You might get a variety of reactions when you say that. You might get something, oh, you're one of them. Yes, I am. To live our faith is to impact the lives of people, not just by what we say, by, but by what we do. We see it in our gospel lesson today where Jesus begins to impact people by casting out demons and healing the sick. And if you notice how he does it, he does it with authority. Not with timidity or not by apologizing. You know, I, I'm sorry, I'm a Christian. Oh, wait, wait, wait. I'm Christ. I'm going to heal you. Is that okay? He does it with all boldness and authority. It says rebuking the evil spirits and rebuking the illnesses and the diseases, the conditions of life which often drag us down. Jesus does it in word and in deed. And he calls us to do the same. He calls us to be a people who love one another. In our epistle lesson today, we see that great text that's often used at weddings. It's all about love. And so often we read it and we really don't pay attention to what the words are saying. And you might have picked up on it a little bit in our confession of, uh, of sins earlier where we're listing out this whole litany of things and you're thinking to yourself, I've never been that way. 
And all that was was simply rewording this to reflect the sins and the things that we fail to do. The love of Christ, whom we are called to emulate and whom we are called to live to the world, that's what this is describing. Love is patient and kind. It does not envy or boast. It's not arrogant or rude. It does not insist on its own way. It is not irritable or or resentful. It does not rejoice at wrongdoing, but rejoices with the truth. It bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Love never ends. Let me ask you a blunt question. Where is love in our culture today? I would venture to say that it's missing. It's gone. You read this list and you go, wow. The line that really sticks out for me in the past couple of weeks is, it does not rejoice at wrongdoing. And you have an assembly in New York that applauds and gives itself a standing ovation after passing legislation that allows the death of the unborn and most people don't realize even the born. It rejoices at wrongdoing, and we Christians sit in silence. It is time for us to proclaim the love of Jesus Christ in word and deed. That means speaking the truth in love, calling sin, sin, and reminding a culture of how far away from God that they have strayed. We do it with patience and kindness. We don't boast. We don't envy after the things of the world. We don't be arrogant or rude. But rather we approach this world in love, reminding them of a Savior uh, who went to the cross for each of us. Paul reminds us in Colossians that whatever we do, whether in word or in deed, we do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. In other words, we live our lives in a way that we proclaim Christ in all that we do and in all that we say. Taking time each day to thank God for the faith that we have, to ask God to show us the way, to ask our Lord to open the doors that we can show forth the love of Jesus Christ. 
And that we, with the same courage as the apostles, can go into an unbelieving world focused on itself and change the hearts of people one at a time. I believe that's why God placed us here in this corner of Albuquerque. Not simply to gather together on Sunday mornings and to worship and praise and and to just fellowship together, but, but to be a people empowered by the Spirit and the Word to go out into the community to work through the mission. God cares about you, to impact the lives there, to extend even further down into the Navajo Mission or, or into the area where, where uh, they work down in Juarez. To work across the world in China or in the Czech Republic. To be a people who take the God, uh, word of God and, and not only hold it to our hearts, but to share it with the world. And though we reach out into those places, it's important for us also to reach out by our own deeds and our own words in our schools, our workplaces, our neighborhoods, right here. The world needs to have the hope that's missing. The world needs to have the truth that has been hidden and covered up. The world needs to know the love of Jesus Christ. And I can tell you that we are now in the month of February and right around the corner is that great holiday that all look forward to except for husbands and boyfriends. We call it Valentine's Day, and the symbol of Valentine's Day, uh, that whole idea of, of love, is the heart. And my question would be, whose heart? And we go, well, it's my heart for my wife, or her heart for me. And I would say to you, no, that love doesn't come from the heart, but rather that love comes from the cross of Jesus Christ. For the heart of man stops beating. But the cross never stops loving. Husbands, Boyfriends, I dare you, on Valentine's Day, do not give a heart. You can buy those four dozen roses for your spouse or your girlfriend. That's fine. But take some of the stems of those roses and braid them into a crown of thorns. And put a cross with them. Because as Jesus loved this world and gave up his life in love on a cross of suffering, husbands, Paul reminds us, you ought to be willing to lay down your lives for your wives. And Christians, greater love has no man than this, that he gives up his life. Or a friend. 
for a brother, for a sister. By this all men will know that you are my disciples by how you love one another. By how we love the world around us. How we express the love of Christ in word and in deed. That is what we are called to do. That's why God formed us and shaped us in the womb, called us by name in the waters of baptism, and has renewed and refreshed us with the sacrament of Christ's body and blood. Because we are called to live, to love, in word and in deed. In Jesus' name, amen. And now may the peace of God which passes all of our human understanding keep your hearts and minds in the true faith of God in Christ Jesus and to life everlasting. Amen.